J right in your face. Welcome back to episode two of season two of the fadeaway. I'm your host, Fatty, alongside me today. You ready? Who is it? Deontay Jordan. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you get worse and worse every week, bro. Yo, I'm, I'm running on, out, man. man. I'm running out. Come on. You have well, to what rhymes with Zade? Yeah, there's so many things. Jade? Yeah. Maybe one Jade in the NBA. <laughs> but you know you're committed to this forever. I know. It's, every uh, week you have to come up with a new name. Bad, good. It has to be, it has to be done every single week now. How you doing? Not bad. Still an exciting week in the NBA. A couple beefs kind of uh, revealed. I know Katie last week went on first take and he went on a, did a bunch of tours on ESPN and Fox. I don't know if it was... Yeah, he did his world tour, man. He was yeah. doing his best life last week. <laughs> Some people accused him. He went on and didn't want to be on any of the interviews, it seemed, like with his attitude and his grouchy face. Steve, Stephen A was saying off camera, this guy is, contributes the most. When he's on camera, he won't say anything. No one ever knows what he wants. Yeah, we got a jam-packed week, man. Honestly, a lot of stuff went down. A lot of things to talk about. So let's let's start with uh, my favorite player in the NBA, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic. Yes. Monster, monster week, including a couple Monsters games. I know we got together Friday night for the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, what a game. Went to overtime. Yes. And just for the record, they were down, or the Lakers were down three, and then Dwight Howard committed a foul that didn't go called. Yeah. Uh, which resulted in an open shot to tie the game, and then the Lakers won in overtime. So Dallas should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, monster games from LeBron uh, and Doncic, I believe they became the first or it was like the oldest and youngest at the same time to get 30-point triple-doubles, uh, both of them, and then 15-plus assists. Insane. And it happened in the same game. And then the next game, uh, Luca the GOAT follows it up with another <laughs> triple-double uh, with 29 points, 14 rebounds, 15 assists again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three of his last five games have been triple-doubles with 25 at least. One of those other games was 29, 12, and 9, so he was just there. He was just there, okay. So he's having a monstrous season on the season. He's averaging 27-9 and a half and 10. Wow. So he's right there, man, shooting 46% from wow. the field. Yeah, like, this guy's amazing. He's he's a kid. I know. He's doing all yeah. this, and all the guys are saying he's the future of the NBA. Uh-huh. He's just so poised, and he's so collected and so smooth. But uh, talk to me about your takeaways from that game. I know it was a, it was a crazy back and forth mm-hmm. with uh, LeBron and Luka. Yeah, it just it's it's someone playing beyond his years, and he has like he's got like you know he has professional experience from Europe, so like I guess that makes him more mature, I guess, than any any of the other young players in the league. More he's, mature, but definitely Mark uh, Mark Cuban's type. He exactly. Last year too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then and then him going out going like head to head with LeBron, and I don't know if you heard what LeBron said to him after the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you bad, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, so, I said that to you on Instagram because yeah. I want everybody to know I've been on Lucas since day <laughs> one. Day one. I mean, he he's amazing. I I think he can be. There's a possibility he'll be an All Star this year. Huge possibility the way he's playing, especially if Dallas is you know in playoff hunt, good playoff contention. He might win Rookie of the Year again. Too. Yeah, I mean, if Ben Simmons can do it to, to, uh, in the second year, so can he. It's just insane what he's doing. And then, like, you add, like, a piece like KP to the team, so which helps him even more. Yeah. Like, last year, he was great, and he, you know, they weren't the most talented team. Then you add a talent like KP, give him give him more room, give him more space, someone, a running mate to play with, like, it's insane. And that, that you see the yeah, assist yeah. numbers going up. Their wing guys are actually doing really well. Mm-hmm. I know they have Brunson yes. and uh, Finney Smith. And then yes. obviously they have Tim Hardaway Jr. who I'm, I'm, I'm up and down. Well, I'm uh, not really yeah. hot on. But yeah. um, their role players, uh, Kleber. Also, DeLon Wright, man. Yeah, DeLon Wright, Kleber. Amazing. 
Um, obviously, Boban as well. Mm. Uh, just everyone fitting into their role. And I actually was looking at the the offensive and defensive ratings in the NBA so far. Mm-hmm. They're the best team offensively. Did you know that? No. Yeah. They have the highest offensive rating in the NBA. So uh, what Luca and, and KP are doing at the yeah. age and Rick Carlisle. And Car- yeah, I was going to say Carlisle. Like, bro, every year, man, he, he's like uh, he's as close to Greg Popovich as it gets in terms of longevity and success. Yeah. I know actually... Actually, no. I'm going to retract because that's pretty. It's a high statement. It's a f- actually, I didn't think that through at all. I'm going to I'm going to apologize to our listeners that <laughs> that is the least true thing ever because Dallas was trash for the last like five years. But he longevity, was there for a while. You know, longevity, yeah. longevity. And, and he has at. he does teach a good brand of basketball when he has mm-hmm. a good team, team. He can do a lot with it. And then obviously, you and I were talking off air about uh, we saw reports of uh, Chris Paul. CP. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so can you our imagine fans about that? Uh, no, I just I saw like a picture of Chris Paul, like uh, obviously jersey swapped, and it, it shows him in the middle in a, in a Mavs uniform with KP and uh, and Luca. So I was like, "Yo, do you see this picture?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah." There's rumors. I'm like, "Bro, like, Yo, I'll that be would honest, be." I hate it. I know I know you don't like Chris Paul and all, but man, like you're adding another basketball mind and a guy who's like not really in his prime anymore. So he, and he, I think he he knows it, and you know, so he's guy he's a guy who'll take more of a back seat. Luca, but who's gonna control the ball? Like, Luka's, that's where it becomes Luka, tough. I know that he played with Harden, and they're very similar type guys, but that they didn't really work out that well. I mean, they didn't do that bad. I think you have them both sharing the ball. They should be combo guards, and then Luca plays a little, has to play a little bit more off the ball than he does. The ball won't be in his hand I hate as much. Chris Paul and I, I know you do. Near teams that I like. <laughs> I just don't like his brand of basketball. He's a dirty player by every mean, in my opinion. Yeah, and we're gonna get to dirty players in a little bit. I have a, a little thing I. I didn't tell you about off air, but we'll talk yeah, about it later. Me, in terms of that, Dallas offensively. And on the flip side, in terms of ratings, you're probably not going to believe this one, but the Lakers are number one, one defensively. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Man, they, they're huge. They are the number one defense in the NBA. And everyone heading into the season was talking about the Clippers being the number one defense, defense in the league. They're actually not even, I think they're not even top 10. You just look at Clippers and you look at their hustle. You look at their coaching brand. And you look like Pat, like Pat Bev and yeah. much as Harold were the ones leading them last year. So you're like, oh, yeah, PG obviously. Kawhi, obviously in the right, offseason. Right, but, man, the Lakers are huge. The Lakers Huge. are massive, and man, Dwight Howard has had an epiphany. Oh yes, man! <laughs> That's your really, guy. I know you're really happy for. I, him. I wanted to see him do well because, like, man, the last three or four years, this guy, this guy went from like an all star, like Superman. Superman, top top center in the league, and then like his his drop off was like very quick. Yeah, and man. you forgot you forgot about him very easily, right? Yeah, so like to see him come back, 150 percent from the field. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss <laughs> he shots. Doesn't miss it's at insane. All. He's playing really good basketball, double doubles. I mean, he might even start over Javale eventually. Uh, averages more than two blocks a game, so it's like yeah, not like he, no, no. he's his showing his really value. Good. I mean, they got him for nothing, and they look like they really like him. Like his team yes, is like having him yes. there, and they're happy for him. So I mean, when you're winning, yeah. everything everything's good. Yeah. Needless to say, the game was crazy. It went to overtime. It was amazing to watch LeBron and right. Luca face off. And then it was obviously great to um, to see Dallas follow that up with with Luka, a huge triple double, and then yeah. the Lakers continue their success. Best start since 2010, I think it was. First in the West, I believe. So, so they're they're killing them. it. Kudos to the Lakers. Hopefully they can sustain. I like watching good Lakers basketball. Yeah. And I've missed AD, and I forgot really how good Anthony Davis was. Yeah. And he got a lot bigger, in my opinion. Yeah, he did, and yeah. it's been. I mean, and then Kuz comes back, and now they're starting to kind of react yeah, to him. Exactly, so yeah. it's exciting. You see what Popovich said about Kuz? No, I didn't. Popovich is like he reminds me of a young Manu. Oh wow! Which, if that were the case, if that were to develop, that would be a very good addition to that Lakers team. That would be like Imagine almost Pop exactly what they need. A young Manu. I know, I know, I know. That's amazing. That would be nuts. 
Um, I have a bone to pick with NBA players or like seven footed men in general. <laughs> Centers. Why the heck do NBA players not know how to connect on a punch? Yeah, <laughs> did they, it didn't look like he was trying to punch him. It though. looked like he was trying to punch him, and he went swimming in the ocean. Like I don't understand these guys. First of all, to give our listeners some background, Carl Anthony Towns, the center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, squared up oh, yeah. with yeah. Joel Embiid, the center of the Philadelphia 76ers. And it was a really just a big hugging match. These guys were just mm. um, headlocking each other, hugging each other. There was amazing pictures that came out. The one oh, where um, the, the finger? Yeah, the one oh, finger wow. that Carl Anthony Towns had on the uh, on Joel Embiid and then him screaming. <laughs> that was incredible. Like It was uh, just a great shot. And... Just a soft fight. I, I didn't understand the reason. I don't like no, if you go see for it, it, just connect, buddy. Like it looks so ridiculous. These guys don't know how to fight, and then they take it to Twitter after. I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So talk me through that. And and you know their suspension. You, they got two, two games. games. Two games. Is that too little? Is that man? Is that just right. That's just the amount of games I want them to get. Because man, if you suspend suspend these guys for eight games for ten games. Nobody this, wants to tune into Timberwolves. Back. No, yeah, you know what I mean. You need him. You need him to Sorry, play, and and also like even Sixers basketball, they want to see him be too. Like you don't want him to be sitting out, right? So you like, I mean, if you give him a ten game suspension, like first of all, poor for the NBA, poor for those teams. Those teams are pretty like Sixers are you know the best they've ever been. I guess you could say right there, or, or you can argue with that with, with last year's team, but they're up for the Eastern Conference champion. Con- you know, they're contenders for that. Right, so you don't want to give these guys a too big of a of a punishment. I enjoyed it. I think it was funny. You know, if people want to, if people want to find the court, like it, it, that's what happens in basketball. They play in league connect. and there's fights. Connect. Whatever, man. They're not fighters, bro. They're they trained to be so fighters, bro. They take it to, so my beef, they're not fighters, man. Is that they took it to Instagram later and they were both talking trash, like and beat or cat called and beat a female dog. That what for was? lack of better words. I I hated it. Like you guys it's are fire. not tough guys, cat. You're not a tough guy. Everybody knows Jimmy Butler, you know, he and and Joel Embiid took every opportunity to point that out that Jimmy Butler put you in here in your spot. Yeah. You know, put you on blast for being soft, yeah. took the third stringers and slapped you Slap in practice. Him. Uh called you out for being soft and not not playing aggressively and then obviously you get upset mm. and then he gets traded. So obviously there's some beef there. Yeah. We know you're not hard. Get off Twitter, get off Instagram, move on. Service they're both going to come back and play. They're both not hard. Joel Embiid's a clown. Yeah, man, they're, they're both not in hard. The tunnel last season I know. after windmilling and running back yeah. against the Raptors in the playoffs, like man, whatever, man. You, the like, listen, I act for both of them is just comical. Like you guys are just seven foot teddy bears, both of you. I, I, no, I'm okay with the fight. I'm okay with them. Like, look, yo, if you, if you someone trash talks you in a game, you trash talk back, whatever, you end up fighting. That happens all the time it's, like, at every level of basketball. But like. Connect. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, you can say connect, whatever, but, like, the Twitter stuff is where, like, I kind of get, like, annoyed. It's like, man, just relax, bro. Like, it's just a fight on the court. Like, you don't need to get to Twitter, and you guys both look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares, man? You know, it's not that big of a deal. I like the fight in, in, in the game. I think it adds excitement. For a fan, it's dope. I mean, like, bro, imagine we saw the, pa- the Malice, uh, the Palace. Malice can the you, palace. Can you that imagine? Would, that would be crazy. That'd be That'd insane, be right? But obviously, they actually connected on, on, on punches like you wanted and everything. But I don't think it's bad. I think the punishment was just right. Yeah. Great job by the NBA. You're going to make money. And then obviously Ben Simmons with the chokehold known as the peacemaker. Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Both parties really that. appreciated his work in oh, the yeah. fight. But him and Ket are, are boys. Like, yeah, yeah. So like that's that why I guess. I mean, they... I've never choke. I've never choke held my boys ever. So I'm not 100% sure that that yeah, is. That's debatable. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that's that. That's okay. I want to I wanna talk a little bit more because today um, a report came out. 
Yes. And this report is about Jimmy Butler. So, obviously, we saw, and, and Embiid said this a couple times since Jimmy left. Mm. Jimmy's my vet. I miss him. I miss having him here. I wish he was here. We wanted to, you know, ride it out with him. So, obviously, we all thought, you know, Jimmy Butler just wants to go in the sun. He wants to get paid. He goes to Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami doesn't really have that good of a team. They have a great draft. Good choice, though, man. Um, Fire. Yeah, we're going to talk about Miami. In a no second. state tax um, either. But, yeah. So, I want to I wanna show you a quote yes. from, his, uh, from his conversation. So, he goes, stuff just don't work out. Nobody knows what really went on in Philly, and we're going to leave it that way. But it was a great opportunity for me. Hmm. Now, he didn't specify exactly what went down or if it involved any other players on the squad, uh, but there were some noted disagreements between the 30-year-old and the 76ers personnel after he was acquired via trade early last season. We know that. Yeah, okay. Okay. And he goes, uh, as to what eventually convinced him to leave, Butler conceded that the details will eventually emerge, though he seemingly ruled out any conflict with Joel Embiid. Okay. Just go with your gut. You're not dumb. All of that will come out whenever it's it's time, he added. Right now is not the time. I'm locked in with this. I'm happy, man. I'm smiling, up, and my guys want me to be here. My organization wants me to be here. I want to be here, and we're going to ride this thing until the wheels falls off. The wheels fall off. I'm not saying Philly wasn't great. We had some really good players. I talked to Joel damn near every effing day. It's a brotherhood. I love that guy. I'm going to always have his back, and I know he'll always have mine. Mm. So just to reemphasize, I'm smiling, and my guys want me to be here. Mm -hmm. My organization wants me to be here, and I want to be here. So let's speculate. Who didn't want him to speculate? Who didn't want him to be here? You know I love to play Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) Whose fault is it? Who's at fault here? What do you think? The beef in the beginning was with Brett Brown. Classic. Right. Obviously, the first thing you're gonna the, the first clue is always the coach. Especially Brett. Was, yeah, Brett. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about him, but like, I know there was the uh, drama about how Brett was using him in the offense when he first got there, when he got traded there, right? Yeah. So that maybe could have never blown over, or that maybe could have gone on through the whole season. And then obviously, when you when, when you pitch someone to a player to sign with you, you tell them how they're going to be involved or how they're going to be used and stuff. So. Maybe he still didn't like it. Mm. What do you think, Sherlock? If I had to guess, I would say, and I'm going on a limb here. Oh, no. But I think there may have been some role conflict with Tobias Harris. You think so, eh? So I feel that the organization had preferred Tobias as their option, as their guy. Over uh, Jimmy. Over Jimmy, just in terms of attitude, coachability, Jimmy's known to be a tough personality. Yeah, maybe he has some good friends on the team, like certain guys that are, I, I feel, a certain caliber or talent or a certain type of talent that he'll get along with, but everyone else I can imagine him being so-so with. Yeah. And then obviously being difficult to coach. Yeah. I feel like maybe they went with Tobias Harris or they wanted Tobias more maybe from a coaching standpoint, from a head office standpoint. But I just have a feeling it came down to the Tobias role because I personally felt it was – it was just too much. It was overkill having Tobias and Jimmy and on the Jimmy. court. It's overkill. Right now they have a huge lineup with Al Horford, and I think that fits them a little bit better uh, than a Tobias and Jimmy. Mm. I'm not sure. I just have if I had to go Sherlock on this on and the way he said, "My organization wants me here, and I want to be here. My team wants me here." So someone obviously someone on the team didn't want him there. It has yeah. to be something on the team. Maybe yeah. um, Do you know Tobias Harris is also younger, three years younger than, than Jimmy. 
Oh, I so, didn't know that. So you look in, you look into uh, investing in a player at a max level contract. You might choose the younger guy. I just guy. don't think that Tobias is a max level contract. He's not. He's not absolutely not. But you had to give them both. He reminds me of the Middleton contract. No, Middleton's better, man. Come on, Middleton's better than pretty... Tobias Harris. I think they're both equally bad. Like, <laughs> oh my god, man! Players, Come on, bro. I think they're both equal talent. I don't think so. As I disagree. They're like, they're Defensively, good they're nice players that got they're not, max contracts. No, no. But I'm talking about. I think they're different levels. No. I think. No, like, no. I think like the same tier. No, no, no. The same. I think. I think. I think Middleton is one above. For sure. Are you kidding me? He's a role not. player, bro. Middleton? But there's a second guy. No, Middleton's the second guy on the team. What is this guy? The third? Fourth? Middleton's the second guy on the team because they don't have anybody else. But he's just as okay, role player as like, Tobias. No, but he's, he's a second guy. On a he's good a on a, on guy. the first team in the East. Man. And he was an all-star. I'm not gonna go through Tobias can't be an all-star, bro. You're averaging 35, 13, and 10, which Giannis is doing on a nightly. Okay. Plus or minus a few points and rebounds. Okay. You're gonna be first in the East, and actually, they're not first in the East because last year they're, they're like third or fourth right now. Yeah, last, well, last year they no, were no, better no. last year though. No, Middleton's all-star player. He's all-star caliber. Yeah, that was a big that loss. Was a big, big loss. loss. Wow, loss wow. And it seems like such a waste because Indiana's doing poorly, which is where he went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before we get off this topic, I want to bring it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Um, net rating. You'll like this a lot. You know who the number one team in net rating in the, in the whole league is? There's offense and defense combined. Mm-hmm. The Heatles. Oh, yes. The Miami Heat are the oh, number yes. one team in that rating, man. They're amazing, bro. And 4 uh, and 1 or 5 and 1 record. Brother, they, yo, they brother. went in. They slapped Houston last amazing. night. Amazing. Amazing. Houston. They were up like 40 in the first quarter. Yeah. You know who the third place, you know who the third team in overall net rating is? Mm. This is going to be amazing. Phoenix was it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, man. Bro, what's good? They're third overall in net rating. The Phoenix Suns are playing defense. Where's Where's the Shout Warriors? Out Monty Williams. Where's the Warriors? The Warriors last, for sure. I think they're probably last. Let's check right now. That's so defensive. sad, man. And everything. Uh, defensive rating, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they're last. They're last. Offensive. What can rating, you do, bro? They are not last. Seventeenth. So they're pretty wow, trash. They're, they're terrible. But what what can you expect with with no like star players and not even guys who are like B level players anyways? But we're seeing a turnaround in like the, in the league a little bit, and then this having to do with the younger teams and the age and everything yeah. like that. Uh, hold on, I'm I'm gonna take a second to just commend you because yes. that was a very smooth transition, and our listeners don't really know because we're about to talk about Steph Curry's injury. Oh yeah, and you happen just to hit me with, hey, what's Golden State's net rating, brother? I plan a little bit, you know. Are you a Potter, bro? <sighs> Are you Harry Potter, bro? P O double D E R. You're the worst, brother. Um, Harry Potter. But yes, Stephen Curry out. You do have a lot of hair too. I guess that kind of works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of Steph Curry and the Warriors, Steph Curry out three months with minimum. Minimum with In my the opinion, broken hand. Shut him down. Three months is you better shut break. Him. He's gonna get like he's gonna come back after the All Star break, but play like a month, two weeks. Yeah. Just to collect some paychecks. No. He's no. still collecting. He's still collecting regardless. And then obviously, uh, just so happened that the next day, um, 
Draymond Green tore ligaments in his finger, and then and D'Angelo Russell was D'Angelo out too. Some ankle injury, but then we hear my man D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell's in trade talks. Ooh, with the Knicks! Oh, with the Knicks! Wow, so I, I'm so down. We were talking about this. Like, imagine leaving New York and then like getting traded to San Fran. You're like, yo, it's nice and warm, and then we go back cool. to New York. Winter is gonna be chill. I'm coming from New York. It's cold as hell. And he's gonna come back right in time Jay for winter. Paul goes back to New York right for winter. <laughs> like, come on, that's that's story. That's story. Oh, it went from LA but too. Can you imagine if you comes back to new york and becomes the man and then just like flips the whole dynamic brings because at the end of the day as soon as basketball in new york is exciting again they don't even need to be good as long as it's like there's a story there's gonna be a story there if if he brings the buzz he brought to brooklyn last year to new york wow all of new york will flip and nobody will care about the brooklyn nuts it doesn't even matter it's just because right now everybody's given up on the knicks they hate the knicks yeah so and when and then when you add like two stars coming to Brooklyn, you know Brooklyn making the playoffs. They had and even when they didn't like, even when 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 they were Paul Pierce, KG, Joe Johnson. That's still exciting too. Way more exciting than the, the Knicks were, right? So Brooklyn's like definitely building a name. But back to Steph, how do you think the team go? Where do where do you think the team goes from here? I think the team plays a a whole season of D League basketball. Oh yeah, and from there he just figured it out. Like I. You're going to have a good chance at a high pick next season if the season continues as it is. I think you should have got rid of D'Angelo Russell or not even signed him in the first place. I don't know why they did. You have a healthy Clay, healthy Steph, healthy Draymond, and then you have a young pick, or you can package the young pick yeah. with a D'Angelo and get something else. Yeah. I think they have a very solid chance at rebuilding really quickly. Very quickly. Because they I still think. have a great core. Yeah. But this season is a write-off. Like I think they're going to shut down Steph. And, I mean, Draymond Green is not a – a game-changing player by himself Playing like 10 by minutes any means. So, I think I, I actually personally think this is the best thing to happen in Steph Curry's legacy. Save them, save <laughs> them, save them from a season of embarrassment. Save them because their team is bad, 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 oh, bad. Their combined starting lineup was seven million dollars wow. annually. That seven million, bro. That's they nothing. Like, they have like the highest paid lineup. A year yeah, ago. exactly. So nine new faces. I think this helps, though. This helps. The players too, like obviously it sucks to see them be injured, but if you can imagine, like they made the finals five straight years, that's like five straight seasons with almost a hundred games a season, right? So these guys have like a lot of tread on them. They have a lot of mileage. So you want these guys, they get injured, it sucks. Obviously they got to come back and rehab and everything, but you also get they also get to have a break, right? And then and everyone in this league now is trying to get a break with the whole load management thing and watching your minutes and whatever. So you guys get the, you get these guys a full year's worth of break. Maybe bring them back close to the end if you really want to test them out and just to get them, like, you know, I, I some test out what their game level is like. But you saved you saved essentially the franchise from, like, excuse me, sorry, you saved Steph Curry, his legacy. Franchise gets a good pick. Only bad thing really is that they move to the new Chase Center and they're a bad team. Yeah, they gotta lose money. <laughs> the positive is that it's a crazy arena with a huge yes, locker room, like yeah, the best locker yeah, room yeah. the whole the whole league. That's insane, man. And I want to ask you. At what point can we start calling Aaron Baines a dirty player? Because nah, Aaron Baines was you think the, so? he was the, he's at the focal point of every injury. I can't like I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't tell you the exact person that he injured, but I remember at least at least two situations where Baines was near the ball and it was an injury. I don't know. I the, I was surprised that Steph Curry took that that take like that. Like the way he took it, he literally just dove. I, like, I just, why is he doing that? I just that? think Aaron Baines is out to hurt people. You think? <laughs> he's, he's here from <laughs> Australia with a vengeance. Ozzy might. Oh, man. He's he, he's actually good, though. Like yeah, He's a good he's role having, player, he's, bro. He's, 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 he's doing amazing. He's for Phoenix. 
Like he's playing his heart out. He's playing his heart out. That night against Golden State, he had like a triple double. Or like 21, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 21, 10, and 8 or something crazy. 24, 10, and 8. Who is this guy? It's amazing. And I mean, I love Phoenix, man. We were talking about them a little bit last yeah. week. I love, I love Phoenix. Mon, like you're saying, Monty Williams, man. And Ricky Rubio, he released an article on uh, yeah. Player Tribune. Did you read it? I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read that one next. Bro, I was reading it and I started tearing up. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, his it was, mom, though. Right? Uh, it was about his mom. Yeah. yeah, she passed away from cancer. Oh. Uh, but just the journey that he took with her and then. Like being here and, mm. and fighting, being a rookie and an international alone, player eh? yeah. and on a losing team, and oh, like, wow, obviously yeah. all the stigma around like is Ricky Rubio what we thought he was coming from Spain? Yeah, wow. And obviously, full circle comes back now. He's in Phoenix, new opportunity. He's good, uh, man. He won MVP in the summer with Spain oh, when they won yes, FIBA. Yes, yes, yes. Huge. He's like he and he talks about it. he's like having Kobe give me that medal, like full circle from when he beat me in two thousand and eight in the yeah. finals. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. He's like, I feel like it's such an accomplishment and he's made it. And they're doing so well. I love Monty Williams mm-hmm. and what he's doing. I mean, if anybody can relate with losses to anyone, it's yes. Monty Williams. Yeah, honestly. Like, what he's gone through in his life and coming back and just being able to recover from that. Like, yeah, I love me some Phoenix. What I don't love me is some Houston. Oh. Because these Rockets are, are not taken no, off now. <laughs> <laughs> these these <laughs> rockets are staying put. Bro. Apollo 13. Houston has a problem, bro. bro. That's it's what it crashing. Is. Houston, we have many problems. <laughs> What's this the biggest? What's the biggest problem? What are you seeing? What's the biggest problem that you They, they can't defend they can for defend. Jack, Exactly, man. man. I'm going to figure out. While we talk about this, I'm going to pull up their defensive ratings just out of curiosity. Oh, I can only imagine. These guys are s- so... They are right there, 29th. Wow, wow. 30th Golden State, 29th Houston. Man. You... Cannot be a top team if you don't have defense. If you are 29th in defense in the league. Not at all. And I want you to uh, actually shout out to Greg. Greg, uh, a.k.a. Mark Malik, sent me this screenshot today of a quote a quote from Mike D'Antoni because he's a huge Rockets fan. And we were talking about I messaged he him. I'm hates, like, Your team sucks, he hates Mike D'Antoni, man. So this is the quote. We're not in trouble. But if we think we're not in trouble, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot make this up. Yeah. We're not in trouble, but if we think we're not in trouble, we're in, we're in trouble. That's a fire quote, man. They said they need appropriate fear, and the word "soft" was used in the interview. Wow! So, absolutely teaching no defense. These guys, honestly, they don't even look like they have any offensive schemes either. You just come down the court and shoot threes. Seven second offense. Trying, that's what which they're trying is to do. exactly what happened in Miami, and they were not making anything. And then Miami just went on run after run after yeah. run after run after run. They Carol, play defense. Drogic, none. Jimmy, Adebayo. Oh yes. Leonard. Yes. Myers had like twenty one points. I love Myers Leonard, man. He's amazing. I mean, oh. Spo is doing some crazy work in Miami. Spo, we did Spo. talk about that in the last episode, but. Houston is just so bad yeah. right now. Like this Russell Westbrook trade is not looking good. This looks like exactly when they picked up Melo yeah. and started the season last year awfully, and then got rid of Melo. What do you think they're gonna do with Russ though? Like, that'd be interesting. You think they just play it out the whole? They have to. Like, you where, have to play out that. Where would he go? Where could he go? <laughs> Who's gonna take that contract? I don't even know if it's about that. Where would he go? But like, if you're Daryl Morey, well, he's at gonna this get point, paid fifty million a year by the end of his contract. I know, but if you're Daryl Morey, you can't just trade him away. No, you can't because nobody wants it. Not that and you 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 trade away like you signed Chris Paul, you signed Mel, didn't work. You signed Chris Paul, didn't work. You traded away Chris Paul for 
It's too many. Like you gotta just ride it out. Selman Fratada, the owner, is gonna be firing some people. Pretty yeah, soon, I think. which I'm a, he'll be picked up easily. Like there's there's a lot of teams that have worse GMs, but like man, Daryl. That was a great GM, but like bad just PR though. Bad PR with that. Might yeah, get blackballed. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about two things. Shout out Kanye West. We talked about something this week, and we said we'll save it for the pod. Do you remember what it was? Um, we, even t- we, we were talking about it. And I'm like, yo, stop. We'll save it for this. I don't remember. Okay, so remember I told you uh, the Heat have a great team, and they're investing in the young guys, and they should build around the young guys. And you told me that's the worst decision they can make. You want to see them make a trade for a star? Yeah. And to to build that way. So why do you think that's the worst decision they, they could have they can make by investing in the young guys and building around the young guys? Because you just invested money in Jimmy Butler and his window is not that big. So you don't have the time with him to just work on extending your your young guys. You have a, a window with a superstar in your hands. Mm. So go get another one and win in that window because Jimmy Butler's not going to have a big window. He's 31 years old, right? Is that what you were saying? Like 30 years old? three more years and then he's two more three more years you might be out of his prime you might go out of his prime quicker than we expect like i think right now we're a little bit desensitized by lebron because we're like oh yeah man you could be 35 and playing at a really high level but you're not thinking about Dwayne wade who at 33 was deteriorated and Dwayne wade is bad injuries double the player that jimmy butler ever was um a lot of guys just hit that peak and then they just drop so their window's not really that big, and I don't think that Jimmy's a is a patient guy. That he's still you, you at think, this point in his career willing to wait out the development of. I think he wants to win. You think Jimmy thinks he, he can win in Miami? I think he thinks we they have enough to make some make moves to make some good moves. They I mean, have they look enough. good right now, they but like when I look at Miami and I think playoff basketball, I'm not really threatened. Mm. They don't no, really no. have any experience. Yeah. They're all young guys. I mean. What's the likelihood that in a seven-game series, Tyler Harrow and, and Kendrick Nunn can kill you? Like It, it, it can happen, mm-hmm. but I mean, in a seven-game series, there's a lot of preparation that these guys are not accustomed to. You go up against even this year's Raptors, who might not be as strong as last year's, mm-hmm. are still a really good team. They're yeah. top 10 in net rating. Uh, they're really good defensively, and they have t- championship experience and expertise. So yeah. oh. In a seven-game series, it's a chess match, and I, I just don't think that with the guys that they have within the next couple of years, it'll be able to do anything, and then you'll lose Jimmy, and then you'll need to make another play on another superstar. But, I mean, what I would argue... And, and with these rookies, too, like, sorry to interrupt you, but, like, you need you need more than one full season. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or even like yeah, one, yeah, yeah. two full months. Like Harrow yeah. can easily be shut down. He's not that big. It's his first season though. That's why I'm. That's I know. I know. Talking for about. sure. Showing, but like they're showing these kind of numbers. None could of, be just hot to start the year. Like we don't know. Maybe we don't know. But if you, if I'm, I'm gonna take what they're, how they're playing now to be their rookie season, and then I mean, you, it's not like you have your your money tied up in two max guys or three max guys. You have tied you have your money tied up in one max guy. You get a Jimmy Butler comes and plays, teaches these kids. They all want to be. They all want him around. Um, you put some some fans in the seats. You got an exciting playoff team. You make money, and then if his playoff if his contract runs out, you have three new guys essentially, well two or two or three good young guys to build around and keep building around. And then as all the older guys in the league, we're we're forgetting all these guys now like Harden, Steph, Westbrook, PG, Kawhi. They're all heading into their thirties if they're not thirty already. Yeah. Right. So they're they're gonna be starting to not maybe fall off, but as these guys as these kids grow, give them three four more years. They're gonna start be t- taking over the league, so you want to build around these guys. And like I'm, like I'm saying, you don't have your money tied up in Jimmy. It's not like he's a he's a he's a huge L on your on your um, payroll, right? He's so, not. No, no, no. He's not by any means. But you, you have you an made asset. a good investment. Yeah, you have an asset, but you got to do something. 
You don't want to be a who's. I'll be, I'll be. I'll be very surprised if they make a trade and they trade one of these guys. I'll be very very surprised. I mean, I'm not saying that they will. I'm just saying what they you should want to see. Do. You think you want to? You I want think to see with that? with the window that they have with Jimmy, it's the right thing to do. But the next three games should be good. So I'm looking at their schedule. Yeah. They have three road games in the West: Ooh. Denver, Phoenix, and Lakers. Those are all three good games. That's Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. So Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that's, that's three schedule. tough games in four, in four nights. So it should be. I would love to see their record after this, and, and that'll give me a better idea if yeah. this team is really the real deal. Because really, outside of Houston, their wins have been against two against Atlanta. Yeah. One against Memphis, but I guess they they beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee too. Oh yeah. So that's Milwaukee and Houston, and then Atlanta twice. They might be nice, man. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, looking at I'm telling you, bro. They might be nice, bro. I'm telling you. And honestly, they might be nice, they've, bro. they've had games without Jimmy. They've had games where Jimmy wasn't producing well. I think they beat Milwaukee without Jimmy. That's what I'm saying, man. These kids, man, they're, they're well well coached. Pat Riley, you know, he knows how to put teams together. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have my reservations about them just because they're young and unproven, but they look really good. And I actually... um. We wanted to to also talk a little bit about the East yeah. and who we think the top gunners in the East are so far because, I mean, it's easy to, to look at the obvious ones, but could you see any teams coming out of the the wood? What is it? What's the expression? Coming out of the woodwork? I don't think, I don't think that's it. Let's let's pretend that that's, let's pretend it. that's it. Let's, let's go. Okay. With it. Let's make. What one do up. you like? Do you think any teams could uh, come up and and steal that crown or make a run for it? Other I'm, than obviously the top two or three that we know are the obvious ones so the rankings right now are the sixers number one they're undefeated heat five and one celtics four and one bucks four and two raptors four and two at fifth so i mean i don't see any team outside of those teams to maybe make a run i think brooklyn brooklyn will will, will, won't finish past like they won't finish past seventh this year or sixth because him and Kyrie alone is just not enough pieces there who do i think will come out of the east I don't know, man. I still kind of have my doubts about the Sixers. I want to see the Sixers, but I still have my doubts about the Sixers. They, they they're look, undefeated. They're, they're undefeated right now, but it's you know it's it, they look good. The, the the lineup with Horford and Embiid looks good. I, we didn't think it was gonna look. It was kind of weird. It was two kind of big, not the most mobile guys at the at the four and the five. We didn't know how that would work, and it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it looks really good. I think Al Horford is just an easygoing guy. He's, he's, he's a good veteran, man. That's a good system. Yeah, exactly. He played well in Atlanta, Boston, and now yeah. in Philly doing yeah. well. So I, I want to say that I want to say the Sixers, but the number one Celtics, I'm not really convinced on. I've I've kind of lost faith in Brad Brad Stevens to like you know. I think they still too have have too much talent. Like you just replaced Kyrie. They're playing with, well though, Kemba yeah. Walker's coming into his own. Yeah. They're playing um, well defensively. I will Marcus say though, Smart's playing well. I will say I'm liking what uh, I like what I'm seeing from Derrick Rose. Shout out <laughs> Detroit, That's your guy. Oh yes, man. It, and like now he's he was he was supposed to start starting. Yeah, I don't know what happened with um, that. I but saw he the didn't report. play. Um, but man, like look, he had an MVP chance coming to Chicago, killed in Chicago. Um, they're not. No, gonna he's be, averaging his average, his highest points average since his MVP yeah, year in 2012. Exactly 21 so. points a game. So they're gonna be whatever eight seed right now. That's probably like their 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 ceiling. Well, Blake Griffin's coming back, so maybe a six seven. What do you? What, I mean, Drummond, Drummond is killing Drummond. Like man. That's what I'm Shout saying. out to my fantasy yes, team. Yes, you've been bragging. This guy about was him. Superman last week, 20 and 20 every night. Yeah. So 
do I see the other teams in the East contending or even like kind of tugging at the coattails of these, these the top Eastern teams? No, there's no way. I'm gonna say to remain safe. I think the best team on uh, on in the East is the Sixers on paper. Yeah. You see, um, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Is uh, the game winner? <laughs> Corkmaz. Corkmaz. <laughs> Corkmaz, yo, Whoa. they were they were down big, I man. Know, that game I against know, Portland, and Rodney Hood was playing well, and he got injured. Yeah, yeah. So Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood, man. Yo, two years 19. ago, Rodney Hood left the finals because he was too nervous or something. Or like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, no, 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 no. That what happened was they he was a bench player, and then the coach tried to sub him in for the the last like, the last minute, minutes, and he's like, nah, 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 nah. And then he's later was like, yeah, you guys don't understand, like how nerve wracking it is to play with LeBron. Oh my goodness. He kind of looks like Francine he from is Arthur. Francine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we call him. Francine. Put that wig on him. Put that Francine wig, the bob cut, you know? <laughs> and that's Francine, bro. Oh, Rodney. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the East, what we got going on there, obviously Philly's looking really good, 5-0. and Milwaukee's looking like Milwaukee. Boston's good. I'd love to see Miami uh, make a run, do something nice. It's, it, it, it's exciting to me that this year we're going to have a whole different finals. Yes. Yes. No Cleveland, no Raptors, no Golden, no Golden State. State. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an open, what do you call it? Like a, what's the, what's the appropriate word here? Like a picking like your, it's like picking a, hat, a name out of a hat. You never like, know. That's you how random know, it is. Yeah. Like you, you literally can't tell who's going to win. Yeah. So and it, it's it, exciting. It's one of the best years in, in, in recent history. So, you know, and that's what everyone's excited for it. Like you said, different finals, even probably different conference finals. Totally. Um, different playoff teams. A lot of playoff teams falling off. Yeah, Luka Doncic is going to hoist uh, Larry OB this Larry year. OB? I just feel it. You think so? No. You should put money on it. I don't down. think so. I, I definitely don't think so. Not, not this year. They're one move away. Yes. Maybe two moves away, but they're definitely one move away. Uh, I think LeBron is in that mode. Like, I need to win right now. Pete, like, we haven't heard anything from Kawhi. The guy's still snoozing. Like, he doesn't care about the season at all. He barely he plays. Just plays in the, yeah, <laughs> he just plays minutes. in the playoffs. Uh, and then PG obviously coming back there, so they'll be nice and ready to go. Houston's trash. Golden State's trash. Yeah, Utah. Dallas solid. is nice. Utah solid. Yo, to be honest, OKC it's is solid. It's still looking like yes. a solid team. Yes, man. They've, like, let's talk about Shy for a bit. Shout out, like uh, hometown boy Hamilton, I think. Right. Yeah, I think he's from Hamilton, and his cousin is on the Pelicans, Nikhil yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Shy's killing it. Yeah, he's playing well, and I think he showed shades of that last year when he was on the Clippers, and he kind of moved into a better situation for himself almost because he's going to get more run. He's going to get the ball more. He's one of the focal points of the offense, so he's going to get to showcase what he's got. He can finish around the basket really well. Um, he's a bit skinny, but you know he's athletic, got a good handle, and he's learning from Chris Paul. I know you hate Chris Paul, but man. Yeah, I hate Chris Paul. It's a smart mind, bro. Yeah, I hate Chris Paul. Portland, it's a little bit uh, disappointing. They're 3-3 three and three right now. They're not even in the playoffs. I know it's been six games, but... I expected them to have a bit of a better start than this. Especially, oh, we picked up Whiteside. We're looking good. We're ready. This is our year. I'm an all-time MVP. I'm going to have rap battles in the summer and then complain that I'm not an all-star and not a champion because I'm Damian Little and all of you crying. <laughs> that guy is so annoying. You think they should blow it up? I thought they should have blown it up time ago. like A few years ago. Him and CJ just... I guess him and CJ are good, but they need that solid third piece that they just can't get. And when they had a really good one, he got injured. Nurk was having a great year last year, and he's out all this year. And then they get Whiteside, like literally the worst NBA player in all time in terms of like plus minus. Yeah, (laughs) the worst guy to have on your floor. Bad attitude too, I think. Like so, uh, 
you, you know they, they're still gonna I think be a, you end up being a playoff team still I think but they'll squeeze in at the end but San Antonio's playing well too San Antonio is playing they've well. lost two in a row but Denver, they, they started out four and zero Denver's four and two I thought they would be you know come out hot there's a bunch of teams four and two the NBA is is it's competitive this year man parody, only Minnesota bro. and late and LA. The Lakers have only lost one in Minnesota. Four and one. Yeah, four and one, and they won a game without. Uh, you know who I would like mm-hmm. on our team? You know their kid, uh, Josh Okogi. Who's on our team? The Raptors. Oh, Raptors. Okay, I thought you meant Dallas. Sorry. No, 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 not not yet, <laughs> not yet. They don't get the hour. They don't get the hour yet. <laughs> Okogi on the Raptors? Yeah, buddy. I love I this Okogi kid. First of all, we hoard Africans. Okay. <laughs> We have OGN and OB. We have Pascal Siakam. We have Serge Ibaka. And then our GM is Masai Ujiri. Man, he's a smart man, bro. Okay? We're hoarding. Get, it, get me the Nigerian boy, Josh Okogi. Bring him to Toronto. We want to see him. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's a good defender. He's a nice player. Athletic. I would love to see Okogi on the Raptors. Instead of like Stanimal or Rondé Hall's Jefferson. Well, I haven't even seen those guys really on the Raptors yet because they don't play. Yo, honestly, I'm shocked about Rondé. I thought at least Rondé would play, but I, I like Stanimal. I understand. Stanimal. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Stanimal, but I I don't quite understand Rondé. I, I it feels like shades of Casey again, bro. And the the rookie's getting more run than them. Like you know what I mean? Like I just don't understand what he's doing. I want I want to see these guys play just to see how they fit, how they look. And if I'm them, like, bro, I signed to come here to play. I didn't sign. I didn't, like, I'm good enough to play. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up this week? Are you going to tell me this uh, surprise thing you had? I think I mentioned it earlier by accident. It was, it was more, it wasn't really a surprise. I was going to ask you if you think Aaron Baines is a dirty player. Oh. But then I did that already, and that was kind of, yeah, it was kind of annoying. How about, okay, list me your top three dirty players in the NBA Top history. three dirty players in NBA off history. Of off the dome. Bruce Bowen. Uh, bro, that's my first. Uh, Zaza Pachulia. And, uh, wow, dirty players. I feel like I know, but I Baraja don't. Raja Bell? Was he dirty? Was yeah, he just, like, aggressive? Raja Bell. Uh, aggressive, probably, but. Dirty players. You'll be surprised at people who, who are oh, aggressive buddy. and dirty. Charles Oakley? Yeah, aggressive like and dirty. Like, everyone on Detroit, like, John Sally was pretty yeah. dirty. But oh, like, yeah, Bill Lambeer. Like, that, that's time ago, that's though, time and that's ago. a very different league. So, yeah. I don't know if they're dirty or just, like, yeah. hoodlums. If you, if you actually hear, like, you'll hear so many stories about a lot of NBA players sharpening their nails. That's nasty, man. To, to, to play. There's, there's stuff about, like, Rip Hamilton. I've heard stuff about Rip Hamilton, like, like literally scratching and clawing players. And, he's like, and they're like, yo, I heard it on the, on the um, Knuckleheads podcast. Like, yo, he's so damn cool, though. You can't even get mad at him, but... That I could you can consider that dirty yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, another thing before I go. Jimmy Butler quote, I always saw Lance Stevenson. I saw him and I was like, nah man, if he's in the league then, then I can definitely be there. <laughs> Come on, so man. Random, bro. Come on, man. Like why, bro? Like why Lance of everybody this guy's living his life and playing for the Shanghai Sharks. China, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where he plays, but I think everyone that plays in China is on the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> and they kill it, bro. That was like 40 a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, Lance is killing it up there. He's dunking on everybody, crossing everybody up. But uh, I think that's it for this mm-hmm. week. We had a lot to talk about. So happy the season is back. Uh, check us out, guys. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on a lot of other stuff, but just those two are the main important yeah. ones. Everyone should have either one of those two. And, uh, guys, we're up and running with our guests. We hope to have actually somebody on our next episode. Yes. That's a big hope. Yeah. So we're we're working some stuff out and we'll we'll start having some guests on. So continue to reach out. Let us know you're ready to go. 
and uh, we're, we're 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 lucky to be doing this. So we're gonna be coming at you next week mm. with some fresh and uh, fresh and new NBA talk. Oh yeah, oh yeah.